Happy fucking New Year. I'm sure a lot of people are glad to hear that. 2020 was a crazy, twisted year. Now it's time for Dave and Josh and myself to break down our top films of the year. If you guys have any different films that didn't make our list or anything like that and you follow us on social media, hit us up. Let us know what films you thought were the top films of the year. Thanks for supporting us throughout this year. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon. This is Joshua. And this is Dave, and you are now listening to PVD Horror. And you are now listening to PVD Horror. Hi, this is Brad Greenquist from the original Pet Cemetery, and you are listening to PVD Horror. That was great, Dave. Awesome. You the man. Let's do this, bitches. All right. All right, everybody. We are here breaking down our top 10 films of 2020. I think we got some mixed opinions on what kind of year the f- in film this was. Between the three of us, we have had some discussion about this. Um, you know, I, when, I, when I was trying to recall the movies from this year, I couldn't like, nothing was really st- coming up to mind. But then after I started to like look through my list of everything I watched, I was kind of like, you know, this wasn't that bad of a year. I, I was trying to squeeze some movies into my my top 10. Some didn't make the cut and I kind of felt bad about that. But I know, Brandon, you were kind of saying you had to, like a little bit of a different view of that of this year. Yeah, it was just so crazy because when the whole pandemic started, you know, it, everything just stopped. And then like we were just going over everything and just trying to remember if like, wait a minute, is this a 2019 film or is yeah. this a 2020 film? <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Because it's like, to me, we had like films like Invisible Man and The Hunt. To me, those films felt like they were in 2019. Felt like it was a, a, a different year for sure. Yeah, it felt like yeah. it was a lifetime ago, actually. I, I It's so funny, like thinking about like movies that came out like at the start or right before the pandemic. And it's like, yeah. that feels like it was a, way more than a year ago. But what I what I thought was even weirder than like trying to make this list and, you know, Brandon and I kind of like talking about our like movies that were kind of the same or like ones we had different views of was then all of a sudden we got Josh's list, <laughs> which I was like... <laughs> I don't even know m- most of these movies. So Josh, I thought that was pretty interesting, man. You got you had a lot of movies. Yeah. So this year. I got to tell you, for me, this was the year. And and it was the year because like a lot of horror fans like that mainstream stuff. You know, uh, you guys go to the movie theater all the time to catch stuff. Really particularly like a lot of big budget. I like a lot of independent stuff. So this year was great for independent stuff. All the streaming services, all they were streaming was low budget stuff. And uh, man, I watched 150 films easy this year for 2020. And I never watched new films, uh, but there was so much low budget stuff that came out. Not all my picks are low budget. Some of them obviously had a budget, but there was a lot of good indie stuff that came out this year that I was really happy with. And I don't think, I think a lot of people were so focused on the negative that they didn't even look at, you know, and, and you could tell by my list, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait I to have a hard time narrowing it down. I can't but, wait to dig into your list, Josh, because I'm, I'm really interested. There's a few films on here. I'm not going to give any spoilers yet. There's a few films on here. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Well, <laughs> so, so I can't wait. Year, I- it's just so crazy because like you, like you were saying, it was a big year for indie films. And so like the mainstream just took a back seat. We missed out on a bunch of films like Candyman, big films yeah. that were set for this year. Yeah. And so, you know, and then we did get some films for that home rental, but then it was just that price tag. Like, you know, do I really want to pay $25 to fucking rent a movie for three, three days? 
I mean, for not even three days. I think it was probably what, like thirty hours or something like that. Yeah, I know. So I rented def- 40, 48 hours for a movie I rented the other night. Yeah, and it's like that big price tags for just rentals, and so that's the yeah. price. I mean, what you would buy a film for? Yeah, that definitely. I think it it kind of like turned a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we made do with what we had, and we just came up with a list. Oh uh, yeah, man. I you know what? I got I gotta say, mainstream shutting down, like all the big movie theaters shutting down and not putting out the big stuff because the big stuff, like really, if Candyman had come out, it would have overshadowed the host. You know what I mean? It would have overshadowed like Spree or uh, Mothers of Monsters or all these things that came out this year would have got completely overlooked because of the big name movies. And that's a shame every year. I feel that way. So I'm really happy that this year, none of those big, big titles came out flooding the market, trying to get everybody to, Oh, it's a horror movie. Everybody come want. And of course, mainstream people are like, yay. But now because it didn't happen, I feel all these other little people got the chance to shine. So just, but you know, also one of the things I think that, we we really strive to do though is to shine a light on a lot of those films that people aren't watching so i feel like even if those movies did come out we probably would have still tried our best to feature them on our page or just you know kind of mention them on the podcast because you know josh i know you strive to like check out every film that is not mentioned and i know brandon i'm trying to make a valiant effort of of catching like (laughs) the you know this the movies that are like kind of hot that are streaming or whatever um, we might not be watching Santa Jaws, but you know we're still we're still catching some of these these yeah. films. So I feel like we would have still captured them. But you're right, Josh. I feel like they were like majority of the horror fans probably would have missed a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, I guess we can kind of get started here. Um, we're gonna count off from the our top ten, starting with number ten. So looking at the uh, the film that I picked for my number ten was the uh, Color Out of Space. That's uh the H.B. Lovecraft adaptation uh, with Nicolas Cage. So I noticed that this is only on my list, and I'm assuming that you guys might not have seen it or didn't care for it. Is that accurate? So I had started it, but I never finished it. I didn't want to throw that on my list. Mm. It was just one of those films like I didn't get back into before the year was over, but it's something that's on my list to finish. So, you know, yeah, I got to go back and get that going. So this is um this was directed by Richard Stanley. Some of you might know him from uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Josh, isn't that one of your favorite films of all time? Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll, we'll go <laughs> but yeah, so I honestly, though, I, I, I will admit that I went into this film thinking it was going to rank. I went into it thinking it was going to go really high on my list of top films of the year. I enjoyed it, but there's a reason it's number 10 and not, you know, number three or four. It lacked something, but you know, at the same time, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was pretty out there film. I guess you would co- consider it cosmic. Yeah, it, it, it's, it was a good film, but like, I think I went into it thinking it was going to be more like Mandy and it did not definitely didn't have those like that, those vibes that Mandy had. Again, good film. I uh, definitely would recommend people watching it. It's not going to be for everybody. I can definitely see how some people are probably going to be like, nah, it's that's boring to me or or not enough happened. Um, it is kind of like everything happens in the end and you're just kind of waiting for it. But i say check it out. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to jump into my number 10. I'm going to go with the movie Spree. Uh, you can find that streaming on Hulu starring Joe Carey and David Arquette some of the big names in that film. So if you don't know who Joe Carey is, he's the play Steve from uh, Stranger Things. 
And um, basically, it's about a young teenager just wanting that attention, you know, everything going on in social media, wanting the likes and the friend requests. You know, he was really obsessed with that. And that's something that he really wanted. And he, he was just always focused on that. And it just turned into him becoming like a Uber driver, going live on Instagram, going on, killing people, and then just trying to get that attention, you know, and then, and then just seeing that people weren't really tuning in from some of the crazy things that he was doing. Then it just started to get crazier and crazier as the end of the film. It was definitely a good film to check out. It's probably, like I said, like you, like we talked about earlier, it's not going to be like one of the greatest films. You know, it's not like, oh, tw- oh, this is a big blockbuster film. You could see like David Arquette and Joe kind of like participating in a low budget film like this. You know, at that time, you know, some of some of the actors and stars are just sitting there just trying to get their names and everything going out there with the big market shut down. Have you guys seen it? I wish I had known it was on Hulu. It was like the day before New Year. And I was like, I can catch one movie Mm -hmm. uh, streaming. And I picked like the night they knocked. And man, if I'd have known that spree was on Hulu, I I would have watched that because I've been I've been dying to see that. Definitely. Good pick, Brandon. I'm I'm glad you liked it. I, I was I was excited to see it. So yeah, yeah, Brandon. I meant to say that too. Good pick, dude. It's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My number ten, which was Spudnik, which also was a Hulu exclusive. I usually don't give the Hulu movies a chance, but this year I watched a couple of them and Sputnik was really good. It takes place in Russia. It's about, uh, these two astronauts are in space. They crash on earth. Uh, something was on the spaceship and, uh, there's like, uh, some kind of weird alien inside the guy and it comes out and it's, it was pretty awesome there. They think the same, the alien and the guy are linked. So whatever the alien sees, the guy knows. And whatever the guy sees, the alien knows. It was really cool. Uh, They bring in some psychologist lady. And for some reason, she feels bad and needs to get him out. And, uh, you know, he's under the the aliens under lock and key for a reason. It eats humans, uh, specifically their penile gland. So it rips their heads up uh, and starts digging into their brain, which is really cool. The alien was awesome looking. I'm a big monster fan. I love it when they actually look cool. Uh, the story was cool. I, it is subtitled if you because it, it is in Russian. So I don't really know how the acting was because I don't I don't speak Russian, but it looked great. The story was pretty solid and the monster was pretty solid. That's all I got for that. But it made my number 10. So there you go. Nice. Great pick, dude. I assume you guys didn't watch it. No, I have not seen Sputnik. I didn't see Sputnik's eating penal glands. No, no, no I did not. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Now what's, it, what's it streaming on? It, it's a Hulu uh, original. Oh, okay. Like, um, I forget what they call it. They they do horror movies like a TV In, show. Into the Dark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, not Into the Dark, is it? Is in it the Into dark? the Dark? I yeah. think it's Into the Dark, oh, something like that. R. Kelly's in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's R. Kelly? Moving on. Let's <laughs> <Just> keep going. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Moving up to number nine. <laughs> Oh, speaking of R. Kelly, uh, my number nine pick is Come to Daddy. So <laughs> I, I, I'm missing out on the joke here. <laughs> I'm going to right now, motherfuckers. I'm going to find out who's, who this guy is. Oh, my God. He's being serious, too. That's the crazy thing. Um, yeah, so all your data trying to find out who he is on your <laughs> R. Kelly was the guy that Brandon refused to allow me to play in our video, in our stories. <laughs> What? I said, 
You were playing his fucking music. I'm like, forever, dude, I will forever play Bumba Grind. All right. Anyways, my number nine pick was Come to Daddy. This is a film starring Elijah Wood. This was a really unique film to me. I thought that it was, um, you know, it was like this element of like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Um, it's about this really like hipster looking kid. He lives in this crazy house in the Oregon, Ho- Oregon coast. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He goes to visit his dad. That's what it was. I'm sorry. He doesn't live on the Oregon coast. But his dad isn't exactly uh, very welcoming to him. He's trying to connect with his dad. He hasn't seen in a long time. Uh, he's trying to put on this persona and seem cool to his dad. His dad's reading right through it. Um, and then he ends up finding out his dad's uh, not a good guy. And there's all this other stuff that happens. And Elijah Wood, to me, just plays like so convincing of a character of, you know, and like anything he does, I feel like he's he does a, a wonderful job but like this film in particular he plays like such like a coward who at some point ends up finding his his spine i guess you would say or just has you know has gotten to his limit and i i think he does a great job in this film again this is another film that i don't think it's for everyone i guarantee you that probably if the three of us watched it probably only one or two out of three of us would like it but i i will tell people I, I pretty frequently tell people to check this film out just because I, I feel like it's infrequently talked about and that's pretty criminal because of the performance Elijah Wood puts in. Wow. Good good pick, Dave. I did not watch it, but I did find out on my recent lookup that R. Kelly <laughs> is in jail for uh diddling little little girls. So now I wonder if Brandon didn't want you to play his music. What's wrong with well, you? I mean Dave? I wouldn't say they were little, they were like 14. I'm just kidding. Well, I didn't give their age. I just said age. Like I'm thinking about kid. All right, moving on. Moving on. All right, yeah. So for my number nine pick, let me see. I think me and you have it, Dave. You have yeah, it. Yeah, mine. It's going to be coming up later. Yeah. So I think I'll just save it for then. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, that brings me to Getaway. That's my number nine pick, and Getaway was awesome. It was about this this girl, these three girls are partying and these group of guys are, they hug these girls at bars. Ooh. So these guys, yeah, they slip her uh, the huggers. and they grab her and pull her out of the club, drag her to their house, chain her up. And it's that kind of story. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> well, they did. It's funny. They don't, they don't rape her right away, but they, they kind of, beat her up a little bit uh but then weird shit starts happening all over and the rednecks they're like she's a witch because weird shit's going on uh then it's 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 great this is spoiler alert and no one's gonna fucking no don't say it's no don't spoil it dude what don't spoil it man you're telling people to watch this shit yeah but it's got this uh, the end is the twist uh all right you love twists that's that's the spoilers you love twists right yeah, dude. Oh, it's so good. So they hug upside down. Movies have a twist here. Uh, this one, man, you really have to watch it. It's the these these fucking rednecks, man, that uh, rape and kill these women really get their just desserts. And I, I, it was one of those movies where I'm sitting on the couch and I just jumped up. I'm like, I kill that motherfucker. I got really into it because uh, I grew up in a house of all women. So like every time a woman beats the shit out of a guy who's you know abusing him i'm like get that son of a bitch uh so i really like this movie i should probably put it higher than number nine but it's at number nine so definitely check it out it's called getaway all right good pick josh you're just saying that dave 
<laughs> All right. So my number eight pick again, kind of like Brandon's number nine, I'm going to hold off on revealing this one just because this is on a couple of other lists and we're going to get to this one in a little bit. So I'm going to turn the number eight pick over to Brandon. All right, cool. So I'm going to get into my number eight pick. I'm going to go with uh, Marvel's new mutants. It's a kind of a, it was a, their take on like a horror film for uh, like the X-Men mutants and everything like that. This film was supposed to release, I want to say what, back in like 2016, 17, one of them, but it's just been just pushed back for so long because I guess they weren't happy the way it was done. But this year, you know, when the, when the theaters opened back up, this was my first film that I was able to go watch back in the theaters and just go through that whole new experience with this is why like this this film is on my top list just just the experience of like the film the theater's opening back up and everything like that but and i also like superhero films and giving it a different twist on it like i said with the horror just with the kids being in the mental hospital you know you we talked about it josh you said that it kind of really didn't follow the comic books oh man not at all but I, I think I think the characters that they chose were really cool. I did really like Cannonball because uh, he's he's a down home uh, Southern boy. So it was kind of cool that they put that uh, self mutilating thing on him because he was guilty and stuff. And, and yeah. that was cool. Uh, Wolfbane in the comic, man, she's crazy. She wants to fight all the time and she just fucks people up in the yeah. comic. Uh, so to see her be really shy and I mean, she did get wild in it. Uh, not that I want to ruin everything, but uh, it, it was cool. And sunspot was really different. Yeah. So uh, what did you think about the film though? I, I liked it. I liked, I liked it because I knew the characters and I thought it was really cool uh, to put a slant, like a horror slant on it. I didn't understand the main character. I didn't know where she came from. Uh, there is, a Native American, but she could control wind. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's one of those things where they just kind of picked all these random like ethnicities and put them together. You know what I mean? Like, um, you got, so uh, you have a problem with diversity, Josh? No, but in this film, they picked the most diverse characters they could yeah. find. Yeah, probably like, intentionally. I'm assuming. Oh, of course. I wish they would do more horror slanted stuff, uh, yeah. especially with Marvel because they're they're such a diverse universe there where it can get really dark like mutants when they first came out it was the civil rights movement in the 60s so it it really fit and i wish i wish they could do more more stuff with that uh so i i like the film i think that's great pick yeah dave i think that you'll probably like it It had that dream warriors vibe to it like i said very cool check it out yep all right Uh, josh you're number eight man Oh, that brings me to Hunter's Moon, which is number eight. Um, Hunter's Moon is pretty cool. Uh, A couple of girls are in their house. There's like three girls and there's obviously the oldest is the leader. The parents leave for the night. And then these three girls, the oldest one invites a bunch of guys over and the other two don't really want to have anything to do with it. Uh, The guys are wicked pricks and they start causing trouble. And then uh, insanity ensues. And one of the guys tries to rape the girl and then all of a sudden there's murder and chaos. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, I highly recommended. I will not spoil that one either. But once again, we have a twist at the end and it's once again, the asshole guys uh, get their just desserts and really like the family 
the mom, the dad, the girls, like it, I don't know how I could say how much I liked it without ruining the end. Cool dude. Don't but do it. Yeah, it was just it was really good. If you oh, is this a werewolf but, movie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I was absolutely. gonna say Hunter's Moon is a type of full moon. So I just assumed that that would be yeah, it, it's it's really it's a it's like a family movie and a it's a family movie. Bring uh, so it's a Hallmark horror again, uh, yeah, kind of like Santa's Slay, right? Definitely not, definitely not. Oh, but, okay. uh, it it really like you're like what the fuck is going on, but it nice. ties up nicely at the end. Uh, the acting's good, the story's good. Like once once you get to the end, you're like, oh, why didn't I see that? So it's really really good. Hunter's Moon. Probably the best werewolf movie that I have seen come out in the past, like all of 2000s. There was not a lot of good 2000s werewolf movies that I can remember. All right, man. Sounds good. I actually think I'm going to look for that one. So thank you, dude. All right. So number seven, making our way up this list. Uh, For number seven, I have The Lodge. Um, This is directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fayella, I might be saying that wrong. Both of them are known from the foreign film Good Night, Mo- um, Good Night, Mommy. So this for the cast in this, you'll see a few recognizable faces. There's Alicia Silverstone, who plays the, uh, the mother who you're introduced to in the beginning of the film. And also uh, the kid, one of the main kids from the It Chapter One film is in it, Jaden Martell. I think I think I'm saying that correctly. So you might recognize those those faces. I really like this film. Uh, again, I, I feel like I'm saying this almost with every one of my picks. I think this is another film that I have heard mixed reviews on. Um, I watched this and then I think I talked to somebody else later and they were like, I did not like that film at all. There's a little bit of like a mix of like, what's going on is this real is this not real um which some people got annoyed with but i just i think what i liked the most about it was the atmosphere of this movie it's it's set in like they go to this lodge for vacation and it's cold and it feels isolated and there's just like this this feeling of like i don't know if this is really happening or if there's not but like if it is happening this is freaking terrifying so yeah, uh, I know this is also a, technically a 2019 film and a few of my other films that I'll talk about later, I think also fall into this category, but 2019 was more of like when they were released in the um, festivals and got its, I feel, I feel like it was a 2020 was its official release date to the public. So um, this is why it falls on my list. And you might've also heard about it in 2019 from other people. Um, but I am not privileged enough to go to film festivals. So you're hearing about just here. So, there you go. Good job, Dave. Thank Please. you. Thank you. Also on Hulu, though. It's on Hulu. Yeah. So I have to check it yeah. out. Right. Brandon, I'm I'm gonna make a guess and I'm on, I'm honestly gonna say I feel like this is a film you might not like. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there. Not what? saying anything. I'm well, just saying I I feel like it's a film you'll you'll probably watch like? half of. Why? Why is that? I, I feel like it might be a little slow for you. I like slow movies. You'll watch I it come off an overnight slow. and be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Josh, he's not calling me slow. He just knows that I enjoy fast-paced films. Yes. You know. I know Brandon's type of movies. I've known him long enough to know. <laughs> kind of like a brisk Myers walk, you know, strolling down the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going around like oh shit! You got to catch Brandon's Brandon's attention in the first like thirty minutes to get him got get him hooked on a film. Nah, all right. 
So moving along, going into my number seven film. Let's look at this. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, you have a high, you have it ranked higher, Dave. Yeah. So I think we'll just talk about that together. Okay. And so we'll just move it along to Josh's pick. Uh, see, my picks are not on yours at all. <laughs> um, okay, number seven was Alone. This came out real early in 2020. It's about a woman who is alone in a house, and she's, she's fucking nuts. And you don't really see how crazy until the end, once again. Uh, big twist at the end. But, um, man, this, this movie was another one. These people break in, and uh, they break into this huge mansion in the middle of nowhere. The kills were cool. The story was cool. I love the twist. That's three movies in a row with a great twist. Even the the, the isolation is, is done well. The buildup is done well. The atmosphere really builds to the end where you get that big twist at the end. And I, I saw this real early in the year. I think it came out January. But uh, great movie. It's called <laughs> Alone. Yeah. I think it was like the first horror movie I saw of 2020, actually. So... That means it didn't come out this year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look that up. You know what, Dave? It, it was in a festival. No, you're. It was. It was in the festival. You're lucky. I it's 2020. Uh, I seen it. that was in no festivals. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the festival in my living room. All right. So cool, I guess cool. you guys didn't see it. They're moving on. <laughs> All right, dude. Great pick. Great pick. Um, <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're at number six. All right, here's here's a film. I'm boggled. I'm not hearing this more on people's lists, um, and it's not on either of your guys' lists, so I'm assuming you guys just didn't see it. Um, but I went with Gretel and Hansel, and this is directed by Oz Perkins, who directed um, – well, first of all, he's the son of um, Anthony Perkins – and he had a, a playing part in Psycho 2, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but he did The Black Coat's Daughter and I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. I've only seen I Am the Pretty Things That Lives in the House. I haven't seen Black Coat's Daughter. Super slow burn. Um, so, again, I don't picture either of you guys liking that. I know it was hard for me to even really get through that one because it was so slow and so quiet. Um, this one all benefited from having an awesome soundtrack to it. So if you look, watch this film, I, I, I feel like you can't get away from it without saying like, oh, the music in that movie, though, was awesome. But super cool visuals. The witches in this film were awesome and very creepy. It's got, oh, actually, The Lodge had the kid from it. This has the girl from it. So um, the girl that he had a crush on, the red haired girl, um, she was in this film. I just, I loved it. I, I watched this film and I was like, I absolutely was kind of lost in it while I was watching it. So um, I rated it six, honestly, mainly because it came out so long ago or I watched it so long ago, I should say that I kind of, it's like kind of feels far removed at this point. If I just watched it yesterday, I probably would have rated it higher to be honest, but um, yeah, Gretel and Hansel. Uh, I really feel like people should check this out. I think people are sleeping on it for some reason, which I don't really know. Well, I think the reason why a lot of people were sleeping on it is because, like I said, you know, during the whole pandemic with the theater shutting down, I think this is one of the films that was supposed to come to the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Then when it released, you know, the price tag, you know, who, yeah. 
I'm not gonna I got this um, from Redbox pretty early on, yeah. but I, I think you're right. It came out like right when it was things were starting, and yeah, the the price tag and all that stuff. I know I waited a little bit, but still, it was ages ago now. Yeah, it was a very pretty movie. Yeah. Super. Did you watch it, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I re- I I I thought uh, I thought it was okay. Not one of my favorites, but I thought the uh, the special effects were pretty good. The acting was pretty solid. Yeah, I, the the story was like okay, but the yeah, you know, you know, it's it it's weird. It's like um, you know, it's like that story. Like, where did that even come from? You know? Yeah, that like I, Hansel, I, like Gretel and Hansel. What is that? You know, it's almost I, like that. Seems like a story no one would ever like. I it's only I a fairy tale that every before, kid loves. Oh. I think the story's a little weak, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> tell that it's not to something that would stand the test uh, the test of time. Let me tell you. Tell that to Grimm's but, fairy tales. <laughs> it did. It did look cool though. Like it did look really good. Just what it just didn't do it for me. Uh, but I would recommend it for. I could see you really enjoying it. I could see Brandon <laughs> probably enjoying that too. It does. It does pick up pretty quick, if I remember correctly. I don't know why, Josh, but when you say I can see you liking that, I don't know why I take that as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's it's something like the. Uh, it's just I could see you enjoying that Thanks, film, Josh. Yeah, Thanks. that's all. And and sniffing my farts and uh, <laughs> sipping <laughs> drinks with my that. pinky up. <laughs> you said that. You said that. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I'm surprised Josh didn't say I can see you enjoying one of those uh, one socket beers with this film. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Dave watched it. I actually I did do this on a beers and I did this on a beers and scares, but I can't remember what beer I drank with it. But it's so probably what? why you liked it so much. You were drunk. Yeah, <laughs> one socket water. <laughs> one socket. We had a listener in one socket, and we lost them thanks to you guys. Yeah, and your they one socketness. They love me out there. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move on to my next film. So that's number six. Myself and Josh have the same film chosen for number six. Yeah. So, and I'm, uh, this was my number eight. So it's not made it to all three of our lists. Nice. Uh, so it's the film Underwater. I had talked about this film before. I think we had talked about it on one of our last podcasts, how it was kind of like that alien style r- remake rip off i thought it was cool movie more towards the end the beginning of everything was just kind of slow and then the build-up kind of just ripping alien off wasn't doing it for me at the beginning but like i said the end it spun around and it was okay what do you think about it josh so i am a huge monster movie fan and uh i i really like a lot of the older stuff especially roger corman and um the beauty here is you can you can build terror without showing the monster and there's the three chunks to this you 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 get to know the characters care about them and then there's some of them start dying you get a little taste of the monsters that are there and then bam there's the end and you're like holy shit like damn so as far as monster movies go i think this was laid out perfectly i think the build-up was perfect i think the monsters looked awesome uh, very Cthulhu-esque for anybody who is a fan of Lovecraft. Definitely check out this film. I could have done without Kristen, Kristen Stewart. That's her name, right? Kristen Stewart, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, she was good in it. She She's a pretty solid actor. I liked her in Twilight and uh, other, say, Twilight sequels. Like, it was okay. But every time I see her, I think of that character. And she kind of plays that character here, uh, but a little different. But a lot of her, every time I see her in something, she she pretty much plays like a weak girl. But this one, she she really tried to be a badass. And it came across okay. Uh, I, she was the weakest link in the whole movie for me. The rest of it. The buildup, the monsters, the especially the isolation of being underwater. I do not like water. Uh, I do not like being underwater. So that freaks me out right from the get-go. Uh, so I really like this film. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I had it as number eight. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed this, too. I, I With Josh, I think the end reveal is awesome. Uh, when they show the, the giant monster, it was like... Oh, Dave, you ruined it! Telling me not to do the spoilers, dude. Uh, I thought you already said it. <laughs> No, it's fine. I think I kind of said like at the end. It was all right, cool. we can we can cut that part out. Um, <laughs> all right, no. I, so yeah, Josh, I I had this as number eight. Um, I I really enjoyed this film. I thought the the visuals were really awesome. I also you know enjoyed this as a monster movie, so that was cool. I I think I liked Kristen Stewart's character in this a little bit more than than you might have, but at the same time, it kind of annoyed me that every time you see her, she's like half naked, and it's like, come on. You know, right. <laughs> you'd be freezing if you were doing this for real. Um, but it was like, you know, they were just obviously kind of using her as like a visual, which I don't I don't think it needed because I, I to be honest with you, I feel like this movie had so many cool other visuals that you like. I wasn't even watching this movie for that. So that part I was like, that was that was kind of unnecessary. I don't know. All the other characters, I thought everybody was was pretty good. Um, TJ Miller, I know he gets a bad rap from a lot of people nowadays. Was that um, the comedian guy? Yeah, he I thought he was fine. He was, um, he was, really he was a little annoying, that. but you know, right. I think that's kind of what he always plays. And every you know, everybody else I thought did did good. So I, I enjoyed this film. I thought it was I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought I was gonna not gonna like this. And I went into me? it. What's that? Now was it just me that this feels like it was an alien re- remake? Oh I totally want you know I actually you know I went in and I was like oh this is basically alien underwater. Yeah. But I, I liked it. It worked for what it was. All right, so we are halfway through the list, and our num- well, my number five pick is a film also from technically from 2019, but once again was in the festivals for a while, and then got released to main to all of us in 2020. Um, and this was VFW, which is a film by uh, Rhode Island native Joe Bagos. This was a film that was kind of like an 80s throw the ultimate 80s throwback i will say um everything about this film felt old school 80s like fun uh street trash meets um return of the living dead yeah return of the living dead all that stuff like you know from this horror synth score to the like kind of the grainy like uh film that you you're watching um it was just it was just super cool the the villains are like these punks and you know it's and then you got these older war vets that get together and they decide they're going to fight off the the punks and all the older guys are like you know visually you see them and you kind of recognize them from other films just really cool movie yeah i mean he's joe bagos is making definitely making a good name for himself i'm really excited to see whatever he's going to do next and whatever he comes out with next Really proud to have him represent Rhode Island horror. I know Bliss, a lot of, I know the three of us, I believe we're a fan of Bliss. 
Yeah. Um, I saw Almost Human last year as well, which I really enjoyed. So yeah, this was my pick and pretty excited to be able to represent a horror guy, uh, Rhode Island horror guy in here. Yeah, and that was also yeah. my nine pick. So like I said, you know, it was a, it was a good film. I was able to check it out. So definitely. Yeah, and if he's listening, come on the podcast, man. As Are we waiting for him to answer us? <laughs> or <laughs> hit a car, just drive away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so my, my pick for number five was the film The Hunt. It was a cool film when it first came out. It just had so many twists and turns to it. Did you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, yeah, Brandon, this didn't make my list, but this was on my honorable mentions list. I I did enjoy yeah. this film. I thought it was, I thought it was cool just because like at the beginning of the film, it was just like so many twists and turns, and then you're yeah. thinking like you see so many main characters from TV shows and movies, and then it's just like boom, they're getting killed off, killed off. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. who's the main <laughs> character of this fucking film? And Emma so, Roberts is in the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a ton of ton of people. And then so I was just fucking like, all right. And then the film just started to slow down. And I'm like, okay, now, now what's going on? So it just always had that. It just kept me on my feet. Uh, cool film. So I'm happy with it. Hillary Swank was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> my sweet spot, the number five. I probably could have put this up higher in the list, but Death Drop Gorgeous. They have not released that film. Uh, it has been doing the circuit at all the conventions, not conventions, uh, festivals, festivals, and uh, all the online festivals. Uh, and we, we all got the chance to see it. We were promoting them for quite a while. They showed up to all our horror movie nights, wicked, awesome dudes. It's a drag queen slasher film. Highly recommended when that comes out, jump all over it. Josh uh, it won all kind of awards. Josh, what? it's actually a drag queen giallo film. You might be right. I went to their horror movie night and we watched Suspiria, which is also a giallo film, if I remember correctly. Yes, it is. Um, so Death Drop Gorgeous was awesome. A guy who is obviously gay, he's going to these um, clubs to watch these drag queens and the drag queens be hating on each other. Uh, but instead of, you know, like little quarrels, it turns into straight up murder and it's super crazy. Uh, through the whole thing. The special effects were great. The story was great. Even the acting was really good. I'd highly recommend it. And tragedy was in it. I, I could wait. I got as soon as I so we watched a film and I went up to the guys and I was like, all right, big question of the day. Anything I, the most important question about Death Drop Gorgeous is tragedy single. And they all started laughing hysterically. And then after the movie, uh they put on some tragedy uh, stuff. She was supposed to be there for a drag show, but due to COVID, they could not do a drag show. So I got stuck with videos. So it was, it was a really awesome movie. Uh, highly recommend supporting those guys. Wicked, wicked good. Nice. Yeah. yeah had a bunch of good kills in there. Uh, yeah. They, um, that, this movie was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Like Brandon said, there was some cool kills. Yeah. They're, they're, it's fun because, I mean, we have the, opportunity to like have met them a bunch of times and talk to them and then to see them in this movie is is pretty hilarious but definitely a, a fun film uh, not to mention i'm the star um i could not find you in your scene there is me in the There's a shadow bar of you <laughs> way in the back 
um, way <laughs> oh, the didn't they use your your um, penile gland in the meat grinder <laughs> scene? <laughs> that was my penis. It's the same size as my penile gland. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, man. Good, good pick. Good pick. Um, all right, so this is this is kind of unique uh, for for once. All four of us, all th- four of us, all three of us agreed <laughs> on the number four pick. So we all had the same film as number four, which is amazing. It's almost as if we coordinated this. We didn't, but we did actually uh, try to like get at least one that we all could uh, see eye to eye on. And I think um, I think this is this could have gone higher on a few of our lists, um, but I, I'm pretty good with it at number four. So this movie is Host, which um, we have mentioned a ton on our podcast. So speaking of people we need to get on this podcast... Uh, the actresses in this movie, I would love to get on this on this podcast um, for multiple reasons. Um, but <laughs> the main one being like, this is a great film. Yeah, it, the uh, host is a short film. It's less than an hour. It's supposed to rep- replicate a Zoom call. And I just it's cool because it's like modern technology mixed with horror. And um, what they do with with the Zoom calls is pretty unique. Um so yeah, I think the actresses did a great job. The film was well made and constructed. I don't think they like pushed it too far or like what some of like the newer par- like the sequels of the paranormal activity suffered from was like these like predictability or like these long waits for for little payoff. I don't think this suffered from any of that. I think it was because it was condensed into a smaller film. Um, so I was a really big fan. I enjoyed this. I watched it like back to back two nights in a row pretty much. I remember talking to you guys and I feel like you guys had pretty much the same feedback about it. It was a cool movie. I was able to watch it with the kids. That was one of my kids first like found footage films. And so like we like played this trick on my daughter and we were like telling her that it was real and shit. So <laughs> she was just kind of like, how, how are they still alive? How are they still alive? How, what happened? What happened? Are they really dead? So it was really cool. So it kind of was like that experience that we had with Blair Witch back in the day. Yeah. For for them. So now my kids are into found footage films. From this film, uh, we was able to just go back and then just watch a bunch of different found footage films. And I think they're definitely fans of it now. That's awesome. That's that's cool. You guys forgot to say that it was a seance on Zoom. And the lady who hosted the seance is the one that dropped you know, which happens quite often on Zoom. So it was, I thought it was extremely well done. I thought the special effects were pretty cool. Like you couldn't, it was, it was obviously low budget. Um, and that's, that's another thing I really like. This film really got pushed, pushed up. And if there were, like I said earlier, if there were big names coming out, like no one would, if no one would know host over Candy Band. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that, this all happened this year. This was the perfect movie for this year. Uh, really emphasized this year, and it, it was it was just great. I I thought it was super killer. Yeah, this is the first movie, or possibly the only movie on this on our list that really captures the pandemic. Um, so this was cool, um, and I'm glad this was like kind of felt like it was kind of important in horror. Like I feel like this is a film we'll look back at at some point and be like, oh, remember that. Time, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know what else? It, it was in the UK, so I don't know if you remember when one of them was going to leave the house. The other girl was like, "No, no, no, you can't go outside." Uh, some, yeah, it was locked down, right? Yeah, some parts of the world, 
where their lockdown was a lot worse than Rhode Island's. You know what I mean? Uh, we could leave pretty much whenever we wanted, even though it was a lockdown. Other other countries and places could not leave their house. Oh, they would get shot. Yes. So I Vaccines. thought that was really cool. Like they, it was so scary that they would rather take the chance of going outside and getting shot than yeah. being in their house. So well done. Yep. Cool. All right. So uh, that brings us to number three. We are getting close to the end here. So for my number three, this was also on Brandon's list. Uh, his number seven. Um, this did not make Josh's list, unfortunately, but it is the film His House. And this is a film um, that was on Netflix. And it is basically about these refugees who go to this um they go, they're in England and they're in this English town. They get set up in a house. And when they get to the house, they are like shocked about how big this house is. Um, like, why is this for us? This seems not right. And when they're there, like it starts, you know, it, they're un- unsure whether it's haunted. Um, but I think what you end up seeing is this issue of kind of them being torn whether they are going to like kind of like give up their culture and just kind of like accustom themselves to this English lifestyle, or if they're going to still hold on to their culture and bring that here. I think that's the main message of the film. Um, Obviously it is presented in a scary fashion. Um, Otherwise it would not be on this list, but I loved it. I thought that this is a great film to add to this growing catalog of just black horror in general, which um, has been, getting more and more popularity the acting performances in this though for me that was like the selling point i thought they did such an amazing job like they really sold this whatever you know this this plot and like what their struggles they were going through and the fears that they were feeling and stuff like that i super enjoyed this and you know i definitely would tell people to check this out if you know if this is your type of film i guess Nice. So I don't know, Brandon, I know it's on your list too. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add about it. Uh, like I said before, we talked about it on, what, on one of the episodes and we kind of went over it. You know, it was kind of ranked high for me at, at first. It was kind of like around in the eight, nine spot. I moved it down to the seventh. Um, like you said, visually, everything was cool. The story was kind of slow. And then like, to me, it was just like a like the ending I felt like it could have been a little bit better, but overall it was, it was a decent film. And so I don't want to really take away from the film being good from just little minor things that I really didn't like about it. So I don't want to really shit on it for that. So it did make my list. It, that says something. Yep. All right, man. Moving on to you for your number three. All right. So number three for me is the film Freaky. It's uh, from the Blumhouse Productions, starring uh, Vince Vaughn. It's kind of like a twist on that uh, Freaky Friday film. You know, this time it's got a little spin to it. I wanted to see it inside the movie theaters, but we kind of had that event that night. It released on uh, Friday the 13th. So I had I just waited, you know, me and the kids watched it on uh, like video on demand, you know, I just rented it for them and then just had them just check it out. They enjoyed it. It was definitely like a film you could watch with the kids. It's just like, like I said, the teenage twist, horror twist on Freaky Friday where a teenage girl switches bodies with Vince Vaughn, a middle, a middle-aged serial killer. 
and it's just like it's a fun ride you can definitely see from the beginning like you know they take a lot from friday the 13th halloween scream it's just one of those you know those those films that i think that everybody will enjoy and um i was actually shocked that it was really like it was really done well you know because i'm not like i said i don't want to shit on a lot of blumhouse films but you know i think that a lot of them that have been coming out we kind of look at them and we're kind of like okay you know kind of like halloween like oh this could have been a little bit better like it was it was done well so good pick man oh you stealing my thunder dave i was gonna say good pick Nah, i wanted to do it um so that brings me (laughs) to my number three which is boot uh which is boat yeah it's it's a bollywood movie um, it's part one, uh, the haunted ship. And this guy, um, sees a ghost on the ship underwater kind of thing. Uh, and he goes to investigate this ship and finds out it's a little girl who goes, finds tracks down the mom, brings the mom on the ship. Like, and it's a lot like the ring. It's a lot like the ring, except, uh, this mute movie, the, so obviously it's in subtitles and, the thing with Bollywood movies, they come in three different languages. And when they're in three different languages, uh, they they cut it down. So the original is like two hours and 15 minutes. And then there's a, the second version is the other part of wherever it is in the Middle East. And it's, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. And then the third one is an hour and 20 minutes. So I watched the original uh, full length one. Um, I don't know what language it was, but I know different parts of India and stuff over there. They they edit it way different and they take tons of stuff out. Uh, so I watched the unedited full version and dude, it was amazing. Uh, I would highly recommend it if you could watch subtitles. It is probably hands down the best Bollywood movie to come out this year. Bollywood has been making pretty good movies solid uh, this year. Not so much. But um, obviously, even here, not so much. So obviously, but uh, this one was great. The special effects were absolutely amazing. The scenery, like the the video, the way it was shot, um, the videography, everything was spot on with this film. And it really built the creepy factor. And the little girl was so terrifying. Um, right up there with Samara. It, this, this movie was awesome. Hands down, uh, one of the best films of the year. Highly recommended uh, for a Bollywood film. It it was it was fucking good, and it was scary. Like it was so well done. Highly recommended. But the unedited version, not okay. the um, not the cut down ones. Sounds good, dude. Have to check that out. What's it on? You said. Uh, I I'm pretty sure Amazon does a lot of the Bollywood films, so it's probably on there. Um, I don't know if you have to rent it or not, uh, but I know they do do a lot of Bollywood stuff. Um, I have a Bollywood app that I watched it on, I believe, but I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. Okay. Unless you want to look up a Bollywood app and find it on there. It's on Amazon. Is it? Oh, cool. Yeah. Highly recommended. All right. So um, for our number two picks, we're getting up to the, to the end here for our number two. This was, this was a tough pick for me, but uh, Brandon and I actually landed on the same for this one and our number one. So I think we're going to kind of be able to talk about these films together. This one uh, for me 
was one that I was struggling with, whether I wanted to put it as number one or two, just because um, this was probably the most thought provoking film of the year for me. Like it was the one that I left wondering a lot about it, like thinking about it days after um, kind of coming to some conclusions later, which I thought was cool. Like just for a movie to have that kind of impact, that's always how like I look at my top films. Like what movie did I think about the most after I saw it? Like one year, um, whatever was that last year, or the year before Brandon, when we went to see Suspiria, the remake um, of um, Suspiria. It was the year before. Year before, and I I thought about that movie for days. Yeah. Um. So I was like, that went up for me mainly just because of how long it lingered in my brain. Um. Yeah. So the film I'm I'm referring to here is Possessor, which was directed by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, son of David Cronenberg, obviously. Um. So this movie is interesting. Um. It is very let's see what's the words i'm looking for um so it's beautiful it's a beautiful film um it definitely it's like set in like a future world that looks like it could be tomorrow but also looks like it could be like 50 years from now so it's hard to tell and i think that's very intentional there's like the dialogue there everybody talks very low Mm -hmm. um it's very like I don't know. It's very like almost reminiscent of mumblecore, like the way that like every, the volume's kind of low on everybody's talk. It's not even so much about what they're saying. It's about the content. It's about what trying to figure out what is going on in the scenes. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. And um, I don't know the, the female character's name, but I know that she was recently in the grudge remake. So I've seen her before. And then the guy in it is from, Oh, this is going to be lame, but he's from Girls, uh, the TV show uh, from HBO. Um, but like, it's basically like this world where, you know, they can take, they can implant themselves into other people's bodies. Yeah. And um, this is like this assassin is going around into other people's bodies. And Jennifer Jason Lee's role is kind of like, pro- like giving the assassin roles and like giving her jobs. But then also when she comes out of it, trying to desensitize her so that she doesn't feel any guilt or remorse or have any like hangups. So like she tries to make sure like her ties to her regular life are pretty much done. And also that like, she's not too hung up in the world that she was just in super interesting film. Brandon, I'll let you speak a little bit about it, but I I highly recommend this film. Yeah. Now, did you see the uncut version, like the director's cut? No, I don't think I did. Um, I think I ended up seeing just the regular version. Okay. So yeah, I had seen the director's cut slash uncut. So like, like we talked about, like the visuals and everything for this film was just crazy. I remember when I first rented it and I'm sitting there watching it and I'm just like, holy shit. And I had text you guys in the group text. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you guys need to watch this fucking film. Like it's fucking crazy. And then, like, from here on out, you know, that's all I see on everyone's timeline, that how this film is, you know, just so great. And it's not bad. Like we talked about, this is his second film. You know, we're just coming out of the gate with, with like, a second film and then just deliver the way he did with this. Like you said, you got, like, I got to touch on that. Like, I rented it and I did, like, what was it, the on-demand rentals. So I never went back to watch it again. But this is definitely a film that I would want to watch again. And it definitely had that art house style to it. Yeah. So, and then the, the synth soundtrack, you know, I think that's one thing, you know, for a lot of people right now, it's like the soundtrack and the visuals. And yeah. I think that, that 
with everything, the acting also, everything delivers top notch on this film. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Josh, I'm not sure you'll like this film. Oh, I liked it. I'm fucking with you, but I just wanted to say I'm not sure you would like it because when you guys try to throw, oh, I don't think you'll like it. And then- <laughs> yeah, well, I, I honestly, uh, there was a lot of hype with this film. Yeah. And I saw it like last month or something. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, I also saw the uncut one and I was like, it's OK. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting. The storyline, you know, possessing people was was pretty badass, and the violence was uh, over the top. Uh, mm-hmm. You just I wasn't expecting that um, for a lot of people to like it like they do. Uh, usually, something that violent isn't that well liked. So uh, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, did not make my top ten, but it was pretty good. Uh, I'd recommend it. Josh, I'm just I'm just gonna say this. Um, I feel like you're a closet watcher. Do you watch some of these mainstream films? I mean, Brent, that you like that we uh, don't assume you're gonna watch, and you're like, I'll just see you like nodding your head when we're talking about it. I'm like, Josh, watch this. You never told us you watched this. You never asked. Dude, we every time we watch a film like this, me and Brandon are like, oh, you guys gotta check this out, or finally checking this out, and then like oh yeah, just oh, learning oh, this about it you. Out. It was okay. Um, you're like R. Kelly in the closet, man. Uh, don't even compare dude that's not right oh, man. The, uh, he's in jail man uh i looked it up i don't i don't know <laughs> I, looked what it it up. I looked it up he's in jail um, dude you would I, actually I'd watch i watch you would like r kelly's in the closet um little mini mini series it's kind of like a bollywood thing it's musical what check it out i didn't see that when i looked it up i just read yeah, the court yeah, case that. I said, did you look it up, Josh, and ask Jeeves who R. Kelly's was? <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is Jeeves? Do I have to look this up, you too? You went back, yeah. <laughs> it was flip phone. <laughs> Excuse me. Who's R. Kelly? Why are you guys picking on me? No, I have to ask my hey, kids. Hey, Who's Josh, this? great news, dude. It's your turn for your number two pick. Oh, see? Fuck you guys. My pick. Great pick, uh, Brandon. Oh, thank you. Also to you too. Well, both of you, you had it as number two, so I recommend to watch it. Good, good pick, guys. Both of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good pick. Good pick. So my number two is The Voices. There were actually two films called The Voices that came out this year. This one was written by Bradley Fowler. I think it was. He also co-directed it with Wesley Alley. I had to look that up because I couldn't remember. This one is awesome. It's it's this girl goes to visit her sister who's schizophrenic, uh, has not left her house in a while, obviously pre, pre-pandemic. So she goes there and she's like, you know, this, something's not right here. She's kind of abusive to her son. There's a lot of stuff that's really weird when she gets there. It just doesn't fit. It's everything's off. Uh, it's very isolated. Like the place is isolated. The husband ran away or whatever. And the sister finds the husband and the in the shed and she's like you killed your husband like what the fuck and that plays into the story uh but man i i wa- i was watching this and for you guys working in the mental with mental health and in the field and all that i'm sure if you guys watch this it is very true to life for schizophrenic people i it was it was like spot on the actor who did uh i can't even remember her name man um victoria matlock Man, she was so good. This takes mental illness to the next level. It was it was like an awareness film, but not really. And she really like 
really pushes the son and the sister runs away with the son. And it, it's so good. So good. It's called The Voices and I highly recommend it. I, I could like it. It takes a little bit. It's a little bit of a slow burn. But man, when it gets going, holy shit, uh, nonstop. And it and it and it's very unknown. I haven't seen anybody post about it on social media, but it's super good. Josh, Lin Che is in that. Who? Lin Che. Who? The older Are, woman from uh, like. Um, yes. 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 And yes, also she. Brandon Sexton, who you might recognize from Session 9, but also the cult film Welcome to Dollhouse is in that yeah. as well. Dave, uh, if you know any of the actors, the, the acting in this was great. The story is just disgustingly okay. good. And the acting was, was so good. I think you would really appreciate this. Film. Yeah, I am actually putting this on my list to check out because that sounds cool. Good, good pick, Josh. Thank you. Nice. So it uh, looks like me and Dave have the same number one pick again. Yeah, huh? Brandon, I'm going to let you introduce this film because I, I took the lead on Possessor and I feel like uh, you probably have a lot to say about this one. All right. So, yeah, definitely with this film coming in at number one, this is definitely like my top film of the year. I thought that it was done really well being kind of remade from older films and older novels we have to roll with the invisible man i was able to watch this film in the theaters a little bit before covid started and so this was at that at that time it was one of my top films and i'm so i'm so surprised that this film held up as like my number one all the way from february all the way until now it was done really well going back on how everyone's been kind of been in talks with uh doing a remake of the Universal Monster movies. And when this film came out, I know we all had that same that same idea in our head, like what the fuck is gonna go on now with this from seeing that Tom Cruise mummy film. I think that they took the time on this and they everything they completed it and and just gave us like a great film. With you guys being big fans of Universal Monsters, do you think that this held up? I, I thought that this was a cool, modernized version of, you know, if they were going to go that route and we wanted to see it like modern day, this was a cool take on it. Like, yeah. I, I think that um, the movie was super effective. Uh, just like, you know, was it Elizabeth Moss? Is that? Um, yeah. yeah, she's she's a great actress. Um, you know, I've been watching Handmaid uh, Tale for you know, the past few months. And I, I think she's great and Mad Men and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I was actually like hearing that this might be the start of all that. I was like, oh, cool. If they're going to do that. Like I didn't, I didn't watch that um, mummy with Tom Cruise. Cause that looked like garbage, but yeah. this was exciting um, to think about that possibility of like a creature from the black lagoon that could have been, you know, and I always, I always thought of, um, film shape of uh shape out of water or shape yeah. of water i always thought of that as like um the creature from the black black lagoon and if like you could have thought about that film and this film as like being in that catalog that would have been pretty cool but yeah this made my number one it was a great film stuck with me all year i you know i couldn't really pick any movie over this because i think it was probably the best made film yeah. um like i said possessor was a Really enjoyable film for me. I really liked it. I, I got to give credit to this film. It was really well made. Wow. So I was a huge fan of the book by H.G. Wells. And the first Universal 
I think it was Claude Rains and his yeah. his portrayal was so good. And then I watched Hollow Man. And <laughs> everyone that reviewed this film made it sound exactly like Hollow Man. And I did not like Hollow Man that much. I thought it was cool to like revisit the story kind of thing, but uh, I I always think of Guts when they were like, "Oh yeah, this guy chases a solid six. and I was like, <laughs> "Do I really have the time to watch another Hollow Man when I could be watching things like, uh, you know, Boot, you know?" So I I think what this movie differed from Hollow Man was. Um, the focus was more on the the female character and also like the invisible man was almost, it was scary. Cause like, you did not know when he was there. Like, uh, you didn't know yeah. when he was going to come out, when he was going to attack. It was like, you kind of always sensed he was probably around, but yeah, that's where I thought this movie differed a little bit. Yeah. And it had a lot of twist to it. Like, you know, like when the brother was kind yes. of brought into the situation and you yep. kind of like, Oh shit. Well, was there two of them or like, exactly. So, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, so Josh, now check it out. out my list. So uh last on this beautiful list was my number one pick, which is a lifetime movie. And it was not like a horror movie per se, but it, it, they classify it as a thriller. It's called Stalker's Prey 2, uh Predator's Obsession. And I have talked to you guys about this numerous times. This guy takes over somebody's life. Uh, chases down this girl. Uh, they end up dating. He like manipulates her, and then he just goes fucking nuts, dude. Uh, takes takes the dad out on a boat, like hits him over the head, throws him in the water, feeds him to a shark, traps the little brother and her mom, puts him in a cage, like kills all her her best friend. Like he goes ballistic, and when I say he kills her friends, like it's brutal, man. The kill scenes are are crazy for this lifetime movie. It's like watching almost like Split. It was like watching Split. It really was uh, something along those lines, man. It, the the kills were were super bloody. Uh, then to take like a mom and a kid, put them in a, a shark tank and just drop them in the water. Like, oh, there's a shark. Uh, here, here's some chum. Have fun, dude. It, it was it was uh, disgustingly good and so well done. And of course, it's in that lifetime theme. Where it's like oh, the the big music, where you know it's going to cut to a commercial, and then it comes back with the the fade in. But for a lifetime movie, I was really shocked, and for me to be shocked by a film, uh, this was hands down one of the best films I have seen in a long time. Uh, a Predator's Obsession, I think, is what it was released on uh, under, but it was also Stalker's Prey Two, but nowhere near. The first one, it leaves the first one in the dust. This was such a good movie. Uh, very standalone. And I, it's my number one pick. So there you go. Cool. All right, man. That's that's pretty uh, pretty wild. So I dig it. I dig it. All right. So that, that wraps up our top 10 films. Wow. That felt like uh, an eternity to get through. Um, but we're here. Long. So... Those are those are our top tens. So yeah, I don't I don't want to take up too much more time, but I, I think that we each had a couple of films and we don't have to speak too much on them, but just kind of wanted to mention a few films that didn't make the list that we also enjoyed and want to recommend checking out. Maybe it's films that like we feel like you hadn't heard of, or maybe 
you were wondering if you should check it out. So these these are a few films that each of us decided to just kind of throw out there for each of you guys. So um, one of the films making uh, all three of our lists, and we you guys are going to be hearing this on an upcoming episode. We actually got the opportunity to meet with the director and an actor from this film. Um, but this is Mom, Mothers of Monsters. Uh, so this made our honorable mentions. So I think this just just barely squeaked outside of our, our top 10, but I definitely feel like it's a movie that you guys all need to check out. I think it's unique. It's got some important themes in here and also just, I don't know, keeps you on your toes. I feel like it's a, it's a cool film. So would you, you guys agree with me on that one? I think we all had this on our honorable mentions list. Yeah, definitely. I think we also talked about it too. It was like a film that we all kind of liked on like the first watch, you know, it wasn't like a film that we had to go back and say, Oh, let me give it a chance again. Let me, let me watch it again. I think like we talked about last time, David kind of hit home with us with everything with mental health going on and everything like that. And so I'm, I know you enjoyed it, Josh. So yeah, I, I'm the one that I think I saw it. I was like, I think you guys would like this. Dude, mother bitch, why are you going to try and take credit for this, Josh? I'm telling you, you did not turn us on to this. Really? I thought I, saw I would the fucking, I saw the poster, Dave, I think bro. I should watch this. I'm telling I, you, man. I said this to you five poster, times bro. already. I saw the poster. The poster really <laughs> caught my eye. Well, anyway, we did an interview with the, the crew there. Yeah, you're going to take credit for that too, Josh? No, no, but I'm hyping up the next podcast, dude. All right. Uh, definitely check it out. I don't want to go too much into this film because we did that episode, but that episode, man, it was so cool to hang out with them. Definitely cool. check that out when it drops. Yep. Mothers of Monsters. Definitely check out the film, too. <laughs> yeah, that's go. what we were talking about. There's <laughs> <laughs> right. my promo. Uh, Brandon, wanna, you want to pick one off your list? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Scare Package. So um, I think that's streaming on Shutter. Definitely check it out. It's a like an anthology, yeah. horror anthology. I think a lot of people like it. You know, it's probably like a hit and miss, some episode, like some little scene. Yeah, some of the segments were, uh, yeah. were better than others for sure. I definitely yeah. agree with you on that pick, though. Um, uh, for me, the, the bigger uh, attraction to that film was the... Um, the cut scene, like, uh, what do you call it? Like the wraparound story with the, yeah. that's the one in the video store, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, there was some pretty comical elements to that video store uh, wraparound story. So that definitely made it worth, worth the watch. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you, what do you got? Uh, my biggest one that I did not put on the list uh, because it made me cry was Tremors Shrieker Island. You guys know I'm a huge Tremors fan. I have seen every single one of them. It's been like 30 years I've been in love with Tremors, and uh, it was the end of an era on this one. I don't really want to get too much into it. I did post about it. I don't want to ruin it, but I was inconsolable. I watched it with my son, and he was sad, and I was crying like a baby, and he's like, Dad, it's going to be okay. (laughs) So uh, I was so distraught at the end of this film, and obviously I have still not recovered from the trauma. I have uh, PTS. Uh, tremors, so, yeah, yeah, so sad with this film. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's the if you guys have not seen this and you are a fan of monster movies, I would highly recommend it. Uh, go through the whole series, but this one man made me cry. So, all right, that's my uh, that's my my runner up. Cool. Another one on my list, uh, real quick was Blood Quantum. So this was a uh, Shutter original, I believe. It's a Canadian horror film. It revolves around like an indigenous tribe, 
there is a zombie apocalypse going on and it just so happens this this um indigenous tribe has the blood that basically does not allow them to become zombies so they have like i don't i don't know what you would call it but it's it was a cool film it was definitely action-packed pretty unique and yeah just another another film that i feel like people should uh give a watch nice my next film is also a shutter original it's called scare me it's a horror comedy have you guys checked it out yet i i haven't yet no no i think that it it definitely it's definitely a film you should throw on your list and check it out you know i don't want to give away too much from it but like i said it's like a horror comedy so just get ready you know for some laughs and being entertained but it did not make my top list but like like i said it's it's a good film so check it out uh josh you got one more uh yeah well there's a bunch i i could have picked you know there there was a lot of films that really came out this year that i really liked the special came out that was uh produced by um the girl that was in sleepaway camp oh my god felicia felicia rose uh i would recommend that one you know bone box came out i highly recommend that one but this one oh and and you know what else came out this year that i have been waiting for it's like a rock video sky sharks came out and it was like a rock and roll video and i was so happy it finally came out i've been waiting that for that for a while uh, but this one is a universal film dave so it had a high budget it's called ghost of war and um it it plays into um some soldiers it's got a twist ending uh but it takes place in world war ii and they're in a haunted house or does it you know <laughs> uh so i would highly recommend ghost of war really good of universal to put that out i I thought it was really unique so that is one of my runners up and i just got one more film to kind of wrap this all up and this is a film i'm probably going to get a ton of heat on but i wanted to put in a small plug for the film the grudge the remake the 2020 remake yep josh hold your head uh i know you're hating right now but here hear me out so this film to me got uh, shit on a lot. And I think it was just because it, it lacked a little something that was in the original. It was kind of an unnecessary remake, but it definitely had elements to it that were worthwhile that if the other one didn't exist, this would be a pretty good film and it wouldn't have been compared to it the whole time. Or if it was just a standalone film, I think people would have probably appreciated it a ton more or like maybe like I, you know, another version of, uh, I don't know, a sequel or something. Um, I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, like I said, people are going to hate on it. It's a remake that, you know, was kind of unnecessary, but I think it had some value to it. I thought it was, it was kind of effective. Um, there was a few elements to it, like with, um, this family, which if you watch the film that I, I thought were kind of cool, but, um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, everybody kind of like, I think people didn't even watch it, to be honest with you. I think people just kind of like automatically just kind of rejected it right away. But yeah, that was my my plug for that one. And uh, that pretty much wraps up our honorable mentions. I saw that, Dave. So uh, you, saw, you saw it too? Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. didn't like it. I watched it and I uh, was not impressed. So Brandon, if you could just edit that part out, we'd be okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. It's not for everybody, but whatever. <laughs> no, I just, I, I felt like everybody pretty much like it was like, nah, it's not, that movie sucks. And they don't even think those people saw it. So, yeah. well, that whole thing so, is just, well, at least watch it if you're going to, you know, shit on it. 
I, I did watch it and I think it fell into the vein of there was, I couldn't get anything else. And that was streaming on something uh, that just yeah. happened to pop up where I could get it for free. So I watched it and it was what, like, like we talked about before a remake that I didn't ask for, but it was yeah. free for some reason. So I watched it and uh, I was like, wow, I cannot get that time back. So it was like, it was like uh kind of, I guess it was kind of dull. Now, Josh, do you like the original? Uh, honestly, the the not a huge fan. Um, right. The Japanese one I thought was better because yeah. I, I think they just build better than the American right. ones. I think the, the buildup was a lot better in the Japanese version than the American version. But I wasn't like a super huge fan. So yeah. that's it's, and that's another thing. I, I only watched it because it was free, but I am not a grudge fan. So yeah. then again, I'm probably not the best judge. So no, same for me, you know, because I. I didn't watch it because, you know, I didn't like the original grudge and it's kind of like the same thing, like with the ring, you know, like with those films, those films, I just w- wasn't really a big fan. There you go. Yeah. Happy 2020. Now, thank God it's over. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it wasn't bad. 2020 wasn't all, all bad, you know, uh, it, for it, started movies, off bad. it started off bad, but then it evened out, you know? Yeah. Worked I guess out. it uh, kind of depended what your, what your life was like. <laughs> Uh, well, 2020 was the first time I have gotten sick in years, and it, it also uh, cost me my job. Uh, this year, I got laid off, which mm-hmm. never happens. So, not the best. And, and my kids have lost out on an education this year as well. So, not exactly thrilled. Yeah, that's the main thing that does suck about it: the ed- education and everything like that. You know, with the kids yeah. doing the homeschooling. It's definitely been a pain, but like I said, you know, on different outlooks for me, you know, it slowed things down for me, kind of took things a little bit easier and kind of, kind of fixed certain things about myself. Lost like 40 pounds. And me and Josh found it. Lakers, Lakers, <laughs> Lakers won the championship. Yeah, they won the championship. championship. Hey, it's just, it's just ended the game. You didn't hear that? What? I said, they, yeah, they won a fake championship. Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say that this, this year has been uh, really humbling yeah. for a lot of people. Like, it is very humbling for me to lose my job, especially when, you know, I was as high up in the company as I was. So that, that really sucked. And then uh, to get sick too, uh, especially with COVID, I never get sick. So it was really humbling to just lay in bed and not do anything. Um, so I got to say, like, I, through it all, like, basically I got to spend the whole year with my kids, which was a pain in the ass, but you can't get that time back either. So I'm kind of glad, you know, like I I can complain about it, but really I'm blessed. So, yeah, I'm going to say it was a pretty weird year for me. Uh, I went through a lot personally, a lot still, like, you know, I had a kind of like random and, you know, Josh, you at the beginning, like we obviously had a different experience because we were all working during the start of it when a lot of people had to stay home and that was, had, it, you know, it was different because it was stressful um, in its own different type of stress. Like we were just constantly worried about being infected <laughs> and I'm still constantly worrying about being infected professionally. I've, I feel like I've kind of like had some big, uh, good, some, a lot of, a lot of good things happen, but, uh, it's been a fucking stressful year. <laughs> um, I will be glad when this is done. Cause I am like, 
my beard is almost completely gray. So (laughs) (laughs) I will be glad. Hey, we started the podcast this year. What's better than that? We did. It definitely gave us some time to like do this though, I guess. I don't know how we found the time, but we did. And yeah, so that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Just think of it now. Like we said, we're sitting there using zoom to record. Yeah. Uh, that was the main thing for us in the in the beginning of everything is just trying to get like the timing and the equipment. And then so now it's just like, okay, here's Zoom. And now here's this program where you can use a record and like edit and do stuff. So it, it, it all worked itself out. So we're, we appreciate that. Yeah. And, and you know what else? Uh, I, I really appreciate all the followers and the positive feedback and uh, a lot of people reached out to me on my Har Depot page and uh, wished me well. So that was cool. And my personal pages as well. People that uh, listen to this podcast or people that we know through the area from our live events. So that was really awesome. So uh, the thank you guys for supporting all of us uh, this year, too. That's been real cool. So now on to chapter two. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So, you know, just wrapping this up, I know that, um, you know, we've been talking about kind of things that are coming up and throughout the podcast, but just a reminder, and in a week, we have another interview episode coming out with the director director and actor. Uh, So we got Tusia Lyman and Bailey Edwards from Mom, Mothers of Monsters. Uh, That episode was pretty great. It was an awesome uh, conversation we're able to have with them so definitely look out for that episode and we have plenty more in store for 2021 so we look forward to uh sharing all that with you guys signing off guys this is dave this is joshua and this is brandon thanks for listening take it easy have a good night well you know what stop slipping me to roofie dude i never watched that film (laughs) <laughs> what were you what were you doing josh you watched two films that's yeah, right. like no i only watched one brandon <laughs> <laughs> i just watched some of it don't you remember hey. we fell asleep during the second one <laughs> hey hell house llc3 lake of fire is coming up as 2019 son of a bitch bag let me check real quick my whole list is done fit dave call yourself a professional <laughs> It's September 2019. Why? I like that. Why don't you just write down all the 2020 films Oops. you watched? <laughs> Josh. What happened was, in 2020, the director's cut came out. Uh, well, I watched it in 2020, so does that matter? Can we just rate movies that I watched in 2020? What are you going to move into that spot, the hunt? Oh, you know what? My number one film of 2020 was Poltergeist. <laughs> it's because I watched it for the first time. Josh, just to fill you in.